Kings reset. Muzzin starts through center, weaves his way past the red line and past a couple of would-be checkers. Muzzin shot! Jake Muzzin all the way! You're listening to All the Kings Men, the official podcast of the Los Angeles Kings. Now, here's your host, Jesse Cohen. Welcome back, Kings fans. My name is Jesse Cohen. This is All the Kings Men. Never miss an episode by subscribing today. Subscription links and recent episodes can be found at lakings.com slash podcast. I think I've said before that I am not great with tragedies. I don't know what the appropriate level of gravitas is, and I'm not sure that this platform is even the right place for it. All I can do is say that every time something happens, like the tragedy that occurred in Thousand Oaks, it's heartbreaking. And I am eternally grateful that I live in a world where there are people dedicated to protecting innocent lives and committed to trying to prevent these things in the future. I can offer what I've said too many times in the past. Please, love one another. In the good times and the bad, try and lift others when they're down. It helps them, and just as importantly, it helps you. Now, here's a distraction to hopefully brighten your day. We are here in the press box, uh, the Bob Miller press box, high above the ice uh, here at Staples Center. I'm not going to curse uh, because, you know, we had the curse curse word st- win streak, but I want to. Uh, joining us tonight, uh, Dave Joseph. How are you doing tonight, Dave? I'm doing as good as I possibly can tonight. And, of Jesse. course, Jack Jablonski. How are you doing tonight, Jack? I'm great. How about you, Jesse? I'm not great. Uh, I think... <laughs> I think this was worse than the Philly loss, Dave and Jack, uh, and I'll tell you why. Oh, here we go. They needed to win five out of seven or, or collect 10 out of 14 points. That's what we all said. That's what we all agreed on. They're in the hole. They're in last place in the league, or maybe they might not be in last place anymore, but they're certainly in last place in the Western Conference. They get a new coach. They win against Columbus. They win against Anaheim. They look great. They come out. They have a dominating first period. Scored first again. Scored first in the game, three yep. games in a row. Yep. And then they essentially took the rest of the night off. I I, I don't know. I, like, I'm out of ways to criticize this team. I'm out of observations of them passing when they should shoot, shooting when they should pass, going offside on an odd man rush, icing the puck for no reason. Uh, <sighs> You want me to jump in? Yeah, here? go for I it. I was waiting for you to finish your thought. I don't. Uh, there is no finish. It it's seems endless like, agony. Yeah, it seems like it's uh, an ellipse here. Dot dot dot. Yeah, and then continue. Uh-huh. So I'll disagree with you on both points. Yeah, all right. I'll say this was not worse than the Philly loss. Okay. Uh, I I liked what I saw from the team tonight. I didn't think it was a terrible loss. I didn't think they gave up. I think you faced a very strong Minnesota team, who has basically. The exact opposite record of the Kings. What did the Kings come in tonight? Four, eight, and one. Minnesota came in eight, five, and one, something like that. So you're looking at a team that was second in their division coming into the game tonight. So you knew there it was a strong team coming in. They basically took away the middle of the ice from the Kings after the first period. They shut things down in the neutral zone. They didn't allow a lot of traffic in front of Devin Dubnik tonight. Um I don't think it's from lack of effort, though. Your, your final shots are 28-24 in favor of the Kings. And they had some good opportunities tonight. Again, they scored first. 
I think the problem is when when your scoring is Jake Muzzin from Alec Martinez, and that's your only scoring for the night. That's certainly an issue. Um, obviously, you'd like to see some forwards get in on the scoring, but to see Muzzin get his first and Martinez with another assist tonight, that's always a good thing. I thought Jack Campbell played a hell of a game in net. He looked really good. I think what I'm pinning this on is, and I know players are professional and they have to put everything behind them when they go to play the game. This was an emotional game from the start. You saw, you could feel the emotion in the building tonight from everything that happened in Thousand Oaks last night. Uh, I think it's just a team that, that maybe there was so much emotion coming into the game, maybe it's hard to set that aside. And I'm not, I'm not using it as an excuse. I'm not saying that's the reason they lost. I just think that's a part of it, and they're humans, and, and I think that played into it tonight. That being said, I credit Minnesota with the, with the way they played the game. They locked down on defense. They took everything away from the Kings. Kings still got 28 shots on net. Niederreiter, Parisi, Granlin scored the goals. Granlin with the empty netter. Parisi, even strength. Niederreiter on the power play. Minnesota looked good tonight. And that's why they're in second place in their division. Take nothing away from what the Kings did. They tried. It was a good effort. I thought it was a really good effort. Would I like to see some players step up in this situation? Sure. I'd like to see Andre Kopitar step up, get on the score sheet tonight. But I don't think you can pin the entire game on them and say they lost because of one guy or two guys. It was a good effort tonight. Minnesota's a strong team. Tip of the cap to Minnesota. Jack? Before we, hold on. Before we okay. get to, to Jack and his, and his wild analysis, um, I want to jump on what you just said about it being an emotional night. I don't disagree with that, but my issue is that John Stevens isn't here anymore because this team struggles to control their emotions. And if you're going to lose every game where there's a banner ceremony or a pregame moment of silence or or any sort of crack in the door that lets the other team get their foot on your emotions – then you're not a good team. But it's one, it's one game. They're not no, losing I, every game. Well, it's one game. It's one no, instance. This, yes, I agree with you. To put my finger on one instance, it would be tonight. I'm, and again, I'm not I'm not saying that was the reason they lost the game. I'm just saying there's a lot more emotion for the LA Kings, for Kings fans, for Los Angeles, for the greater Los Angeles area than there is for the Minnesota Wild. The Minnesota Wild can come in and they can say, yeah, there's a moment of silence and all this stuff and we saw what happened on TV and it's too bad. But there isn't that connection that maybe the players feel, the coaching staff, the staff for the Kings, all the fans in the building tonight who I'm sure people knew people who were involved in that tragedy, knew people who were there or have been to that that club. It's an emotional night. Is that the reason they lost the game? No. I'm just saying there are emotions running deep through this building tonight. I'm not pinning it on that. I'm yeah. not saying they're going to lose every game where there's a banner ceremony or anything oh, like I that. <laughs> I, know, I, know that's what, I know that's what you're saying, but I'm not pinning it on that. Sure, they, you're not going to win many games when you score one goal. Again, it take, to me, in this league, like I said, it takes four goals to win. If you wanted to win the game tonight, you had to win four to three. That would have been the final score if you had to win. Uh, they didn't do that. They only scored one goal. So, eh, I don't know. All right, I, Jack, I, can't, I can't agree with what you – I can't agree with you. You're our wild expert. How did the wild look tonight? I thought the Wild looked good, but uh, the, the first ten minutes of the game, the, the the Kings controlled everything, and I think that's you know to go off what Dave was saying is that's something to build off of. You know the Kings, they're fighting an uphill battle this season, and they've obviously not been off to the best start. But at the same time, you know I do agree with what Dave mentioned just a few minutes ago, and that this it was a competitive game. And yes, you know to go to your point of 
offsides at the wrong time or icing at the wrong time or shoot when you should pass and pass when you should shoot that did happen today as well um but that also happens unfortunately to a team that is last in their conference um but to further dave's point from earlier in the game or uh, earlier in the, the podcast is that i thought it was very interesting how you know we're so used to seeing the narrative of kings get out of the gate slow you know all of a sudden they're down a goal and they just never fight back. Well, they had the exact opposite today, um, but they kept fighting. And and I think that's what, you know, maybe the new coach brings in. Maybe it's a little bit of a reset button on the season. You know, it seemed like practices have been a little bit looser and, you know, trying to get the guy's mind off of, you know, some of the things that have already happened or the standings. Um, But to go back to the game, I thought that the wild played well and they played the right style to beat the Kings. Um, as a team that's you know smaller and faster, they focused on that and didn't try to muck it up or get physical or play Dion Phaneuf's type of game. <laughs> um, but at the same time, you know this is a Kings podcast and that's what you guys care about, so we'll talk about that. The, the Kings played well. It's you know uh, Dave nailed it on the head. It'd be nice if a forward had a point today. Um, you're not going to win a lot of games scoring one goal, but uh, there's a lot of room to build off of both the first period uh, and, and the way that they competed when they were down a goal, when they were tied. There was there was opportunities, and they outshot the Wild. Um, it, they just ran into a hot goalie and, and a team that's playing well at the right time. It's a 2-1 game. I mean, it, you know what yeah, I mean? Is it, there's nothing, it's a 2-1 game. It's not, <laughs> But it's not like they were ever out of the game. And there wasn't, in the third period, it, at least to me, when I was watching the game, it wasn't, Oh, they're not. They're not coming back. They're, I would have thought, you know, last year or maybe earlier in this season, I would have said, "There's no way they're coming back in this game." But tonight, I didn't think that. I thought they had a chance, and then they get a power play with a couple minutes left in the game. And I'm thinking, "Well, this is it. This is where they tie it up." And they had some chances. They didn't finish those chances, but they had the opportunities there. Yeah, and I think they wasted the power play a little bit. They just there were no. And this is this is going to go back to what I mentioned before was this is passing when you should shoot. Kopitar had the puck in the slot with strides and opted to pass for a one timer with a Doughty with a guy that's just waiting to block a shot in front of him. So there are situations like that where, yeah, that's head scratching and concerning out of your best player or who's supposed to be your best player. Um, but at the same time, is you know, even as a Wild fan, and yes, I'm pro Wild. When the <laughs> Wild play the Kings, don't hate me. Uh, but at the same time, it, I found myself multiple times during the game where I was nervous just because, you know, the, the I thought the Wild carried a little bit of the play and the puck control. But anytime the Kings started getting opportunities, I started to get nervous just because this game looked a little bit more like last year's Kings than I had seen prior this season. I don't mean to suggest that the, they got their doors blown off or that they didn't compete or that they didn't look good. My issue is they did look good. They did compete and they lost two to one. Yeah, it, that's a, it's a fair point, Jesse. And it's a, it's a good thing. to It's, you know, it's sorry, good, three to one. Yeah, but it will empty net. But at the same time, like it is good that you bring that up because, you know, you get to the point where you're starting to scratch your head and say, well, what else do we need to do to win? You know, we up we upgraded and brought in one of the best goal scorers that the game has seen in my generation. I'm 23, by the way. Um, and so you're off the show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, Millennial. <laughs> um, but it, it, but you th- I think we all agreed that this roster looked better than it did the year before. Yet they've taken three, four steps backwards. And that's where I think 
I think I hear a lot of the concern in your voice, at least when you say, well, we played better, but we still lost by two goals and we're at home. And and there was the emotion, you know, that was going through the game and, you know, whether it was on their the players' minds or not, um, you know, who knows. But at the same time, there's room to grow. And I think the, the reset button was hit when they brought in Desjardins and they look good. They did. They're, they're one and one. They played a good team tonight and you know, it'll be interesting to see how they do in the next few games. And again, you said they needed to go what 10 out of 14 points. Well, they lost two points tonight and they still have four games or five games to go. So we'll see two. What I don't know when you brought that stat up. I just assumed it was recent. But this is this is my point about the. You say it's worse than the Philly loss. The Philly mm-hmm. loss, they didn't. They it was terrible, right? Jack just said it's awful, and yeah. And, and, and I didn't and see Stevens the Stevens got fired, and for I didn't it. and I didn't see the compete level in that game that I saw in this game. They were they battled in this game to the very end. In the Philadelphia game, it was like, well, game's over. You knew the game was over. You knew there was no coming back. There was a different level of battle and a different level of compete tonight. And I think I think a lot of that. It can be attributed to to Willie Desjardins. By the way, it's Desjardins, just like like Jack was saying. It's it's with the S. Again, with, I'm not disagreeing with you on any of this, but my my concern is the first uh, whatever 13 games of the season, whatever it was, 12, 13 games of the season. You could look at the team and you could say, okay, I know why they're losing. They're losing because they're playing like garbage. And in my humble opinion, they're playing like garbage because for whatever reason, there's no connection between the coach and the team. And do you think they played like garbage tonight? No. And they still well, only they scored one goal. That happens. You're I not going to score four or five goals every night. But you're in last place and you've got to start winning. Uh, and you're very right. But as the wild expertise aficionado on, the <laughs> te- on this uh, panel, Devin Dubnik's... Two, uh, 225 goals against average. Now, yeah, he went under that average. Good for him. But he also has a 940 or 930 save percentage. He's very he's, good. Yeah, he's very good. And um, while I do think they played better, they had scoring opportunities, but they that's somewhere they need to grow. The, the offense just didn't – and who knows if it was you know the Wilds game plan or the neutral zone trap or whatever they did that kept you know Kopitar and, or any line from getting consistent scoring chances – but I felt like a lot of the, the scoring chances we created were not odd man rushes, but more so in zone five on five, you know, D involved where they just controlled the puck. I th- they did. I think they drew two penalties like that in the game. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but that's where that's something to build off of. But then that's also in the film room tomorrow when they say, well, forwards, what are you doing? Because they have to produce off- offense on their own as well. There, there, there was jump in the step tonight from the beginning, from the opening face-off. They had jump in their step. The shots were 11-2. No, the first period, they looked great. Right, and, and it was the same way against Anaheim, except with Anaheim, Anaheim doesn't play the type of defense that Minnesota does. So it's a, it's a whole different ball game when you're playing a different team like this that, that relies on defense, that is based on defense. Uh, and that's how Minnesota wins games. You saw it tonight, and they got good goaltending. Anaheim didn't get great goaltending. Anaheim didn't play a lot of defense. We saw a lot of odd man rushes for the Kings early on in that game. We saw a lot of open ice for the Kings. We didn't see that here tonight. You're going to have some games like this, especially when you face tough teams. If this was a team uh, like Florida that came in here and and the Kings lost three to one, I'd say, what happened? This is this is not acceptable. If the Red Wings came in tonight and it was the same thing, I'd say this this can't happen. This is Minnesota. This is a good team. And nobody expects a 6-5 game when it's Minnesota versus L.A. We all understand it's going to be boring. It's going to be a slog fest, and it's and it's just going to be painful to watch. We get it. 
Um, there were three plays on the power play that particularly stood up out to me. One, I think it was in the second period, Jack, if I'm wrong, where uh, there was, uh, I don't forget who the puck carrier was, but he had a shot opportunity, and instead he was at like the inside of the face-off circle, not into the slot, but in the high slot area. Rather than take a shot, he passed it to Dowdy or Kopitar, whose body wasn't turned correctly. He wasn't open mm. to receive oh, the pass. Oh, yeah, no, it was uh, yeah, Kopitar passed it in the slot to Dowdy on his backhand. Right, who then had to stop, pivot, and well, try yeah, and gain it's, control. You know, the, 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 we brought in, uh, I, I keep saying Kopitar, I think. Kovalchuk. But it's Kovalchuk. <laughs> yeah. um, get a new name. Uh, just stop. <laughs> Chucky. Chucky. Yeah, there Chucky. we go. <laughs> sure. Um, but yeah, Kovalchuk, who was brought into this team to be a mini Alex Ovechkin or Alex Ovechkin-esque type of offensive player sitting mm-hmm. in your kitchen, will feed you. Well, the power play is all of a sudden turned into like a an up in a top of the zone cycling between the three puck holders of Kopitar, Kovalchuk, and um, and Doughty. Uh, but it needs to be Chris passes to be effective at all. And I think two or three times it was either in their skates or on their backhand, which completely resets everything. And then everything's out of line because it takes a second to get it back onto your uh, forehand. Um, and I'll let you keep going with where you see the problem, uh, but. Yeah, it's it's concerning because these are your best players. You well, shouldn't and, be making passes. And it was just bad on-ice awareness, right? Like, if you're going to pass to a guy, don't pass to a guy whose body is in the complete wrong position to accept the puck when the other team is is really good defensively and is going to pressure your, your receiver and turn the puck over. Yeah, and uh, well, just to go off of that and to build off of it is, you know, f- for those who maybe aren't as familiar with, like, the level of N- the NHL is – it takes that quarter second that a bad pass creates that all of a sudden the four on five becomes a five on five for a second because everyone's back in position. And now you have to go through whatever you can to make it three more passes just to open up a lane or just to open up a shot. So that's that's where the frustration sets in. And that's where you have the experience. Now, you may not have the chemistry because we still have a guy that's been here for you know a month and a half. Uh, but. They've all been on the power play before. All three of these guys have been dependent on at one point in their career to produce everything. And and now that you have the options and you know the ability to use all three at once, you, you'd expect a little better. But that being said, the Kings power play has looked a lot better in the last five games. So all credit no to question. them. It's just frustration builds up when you score one goal and no one on the but forwards has a goal. You touched on the point. you touched on the second thing I want to complain about which is that high slot cycle. We brought in Kovalchuk specifically to post up in Ovechkin's quote-unquote office. All of a sudden we find Kopitar at the half wall where we're used to seeing him, Kovalchuk at the top of the of the zone and they again they cycle it so that now Kovalchuk is on the exact opposite side of the ice that he's expected to be and you have Dowdy now in his position and listen I love Drew Dowdy you know I'll lapse into my you know pre-programmed thing he should have a statue a banner and if I ever have a child who's a boy he's being you know I'm gonna name him Andrew um but he's just not as good at one-timers as other options on the team so why is he in that spot uh the third the third one was this was just a silly minor complaint of mine but with two and a half minutes left Minnesota takes a penalty and the Kings puck carrier is deep in the Kings defensive zone. Like I believe behind the goal line deep. Now at that point, you have a two minute penalty coming to you with two and a half minutes left. You can a let Minnesota touch the puck, freeze the clock and take your two minute GD power play face off deep in Minnesota's zone. 
or you can putz around for 40 minutes trying to gain the zone, fail, and now you have less than two minutes on the clock to have your two-minute power play. Now, for anybody out there who wants to tell me, oh, but they were protecting the one-man advantage. Every second that they were out there was another second of power play time on top of the two minutes. Not if you don't gain the zone, it's not. If you don't gain the zone, you're just wasting time. You're down by a goal. You've got two minutes left. Let him touch the puck. <laughs> Take your face. Oh, my God. Anyway, this is why this game was worse than the Philly game, because they should have won this one, Dave. Okay. Um, I don't even know how to, how to respond to that. I mean... I see your point. I see your point. I still don't think it's worse than the Philly game. I, I'm never going to think it's worse than the Philly game. That was that was about as bad as it comes, other than maybe the Buffalo game. I'll which give was, you that. Which was a tough one. Or the so Islanders, Islanders one. The Islanders was, was tough, too. Yeah. yeah. That was tough. But I don't think we're seeing that. Keep in mind, keep in mind here, Jack and Jesse, yeah. Willie Desjardins has been here for less than a week. He's been here for like less than 48 hours, I think. Well, something like that, yeah. So, I mean, it's... it's 72, maybe. It, it's not, you know, it's not... Uh, like he's had time to put in, you know, a, a system. They're playing the same system that they were playing before. Willie Desjardins is going to figure this out when he gets time and gets acclimated to this team and this roster. He's going to figure it out. It's not It's not for lack of effort. It's not for lack of trying or compete. The compete was there. The effort was there. They just ran into a tough Minnesota team. That's mm. that's the bottom line for me. All right. Well, I guess I'll just be the negative. Uh, I guess the you negative will be. Nancy you, you, really are. you really are a negative Nancy tonight. Because I because they had player of the game and player of the game. Oh no, two of the game. No, 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 no. We're gonna go to that. I'm just gonna finish. I'm just gonna finish this one thought. Just kidding. Take your time. This is worse than this is worse than Philly. Why? So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna throw in one of my crazy things. When I see a movie that's like a C minus movie, that annoys me way worse than seeing a movie that's just terrible. Because if something is just terrible. There's no expectations to be ruined, right? right this is right. the mantra of the podcast. Happiness is measured by expectations. I had high expectations for this game while I was watching it, and they were dashed. The Islanders game, the the Philly game, the Buffalo game, okay, they stunk. What are you going to do? They That's it. They stunk. Game like this, that's two points that they could have had. And they started out strong, right? They had, what, 14 shots on goal in the first period, eight in the second, six in the third. So as the game progressed – you got further and further away from the kind of effort uh, that you'd want to see. And I'm getting shushed by Kings Digital now. <laughs> I don't have an inside voice when they lose their whatever. First in a row. Yeah, exactly. Uh, anyway, let's do. Uh, they've, they've still won three out of five. No, this is their mulligan game. Like, I'll be fine tomorrow. It's not even a mulligan. Sure it is. Why? Because it's their first loss under the coach. Uh, okay, they're one and one under Willie Desjardins. They're one and one. Yeah, it's their I, it's their Willigan. Win it for hashtag win it for Willie. Yeah, uh, still right, in effect by the way. That hashtag do, is still in effect. Do, uh, it's trending on Twitter. Hashtag win it for Willie. You're welcome. Let's I'm do sure. play of the game, player of the game. Dave, who's your? What was the play of the game? Play of the game. Jake Muzzin's goal in the first period to open the scoring. What's his three straight games the Kings have scored first? We didn't yep. see that a whole lot to no, start the season. And that is a po- that's a huge. I will say and this. it's a huge, huge positive, positive. huge positive. So Absolutely. my play of the game is Jake Muzzin's first period goal. Jack Jablonski, Minnesota Wild fan and uh, <laughs> and uh, blowhard. My play. Of the I'm game? surprised you wore your Wild jersey tonight too. By the oh, way. Oh yeah, real funny. Uh, <laughs> I've got my Kings T-shirt on, or not T-shirt, but golf shirt. Underneath your wild jersey. Yeah, that's nice. Nice touch. Nice touch. You know what? 
two points. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> hey, you, you're poking uh, the bear. No, uh, that's right. No, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> uh, play, of, play of the game. I'm going to go Jake Muzzin's defensive breakup on the two-on-one from Zucker to Granlin, mm-hmm. in which he deflected the shot, which was a clear backdoor goal, um, solely because I don't recall if it was 2-1 or 1-1 at the time, um, but either way, it was a huge save. It kept the Kings in the game if it was – you you pay attention, whoever's listening to this, if it was before or after. But uh, if it was 2-1, then it keeps them in the game because then you have the probability of you know two-goal lead, things get worse and worse. If it's a tie game, obviously, it's blatantly obvious. It's still tied after that play. Um, I thought it was an unbelievable game for, for Muzzin. We'll get to player, which I think is going to be – unanimous if not close to no it's going to be anonymous is what it is oh yeah jesse's anonymous player of the game uh, uh but no muzzin's defensive play you know if you're going to take the goal i'll take the defensive play because it's you know scoring goal is just as good as saving a goal all right i'm going to go with the moment of silence Ooh. oh that's that's nice yeah it's good touch it's it's not always although king's crowd's gotten better at it you can't always guarantee actual silence during the moment of silence. There's usually some drunken knucklehead who's got to throw out, you know, Dallas sucks from, you know, section 108 or something. But there was none of that tonight. It was, it was. You were in 108 tonight? No, but oh. that's, it just it always sounds oh, far you. away. And that's where I figure it's coming from. Um, I thought maybe it was you. No, 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 no. I'm silent during the moment of silence. But it, it felt like a, a, a prolonged moment of silence, with the, which I thought was appropriate particularly given the closeness of the tragedy, um, you know, it was in our backyard, basically. Um, and I thought, Dave, I thought you handled it real well. Thank and, you. Uh, and that the was crowd it, handled it real well. Yeah, they did. They did. And you could you could sense that emotion. And, and I was telling you before we turned on the mics here for the podcast, that it was probably the toughest pregame read that I've ever had to do. And I tweeted that tonight and people said, you know, you could sense the emotion in your voice. And, and there was some, you know, breaking in my voice. And, and it was just the emotion coming through. And... I read that read about 10 or 12 times before the game just to kind of get used to saying those things. And it came out the way I wanted it to. Uh, and when I said it tonight, it was just, it was raw emotion. And it's still, it's kind of getting to me right now, but yeah. it's, it's uh, to, to, to today, see all the news that happened and, and to see the, the procession with the, uh, the sheriff, the sergeant who was killed, the first to respond in the line of duty and just to see everything, you know, everyone coming together and everything, it was just very, very an emotional day. And I thought the Kings fans handled it really well here tonight, and I hope it translated through TV. Um, but it's, thoughts and prayers go out to everyone affected by it. I mean, it was just a, yeah. what a, what a tragedy. So that's a good point by you. I don't have a kid. I've got a 21-year-old sister, and uh, one of her close friends that, that she's known since she was two years old, right? I've known this kid her whole life, basically. She was at the game tonight. And I bumped into her during intermission and she, you know, ran up and they gave her a big hug and she goes to that bar. Right. Right. Like she's a big country music fan. Right. They live up in that area. And like it was just by grace of God that last night she was home or two nights ago, whatever it was. Um, You know, so, I mean, I, you know, I don't mean to try and turn this about me, but but you just when it's that close. No, well, and, 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 I, kids, and I think your point is everyone's everyone here has some kind of connection to it. Yeah. You know, someone who went there, you know, someone who lives in the area, you know, yeah. someone who who is indirectly affected by this or maybe directly affected by this. My wife, same thing. She used to live in the area and she right. used to go to that bar all the time on Wednesday night. She, mm-hmm. That's the first thing I woke up this morning. I said, well, there was a, there was a mass shooting at, at some bar in thousand Oaks. She's like, Oh my God, was it borderline? And I'm right. like, yeah, that was it. She's like, Oh, I used to go there all the time. So 
everyone here has some kind of connection to that, whether it's directly or indirectly. And I think you could you could feel that tonight. And again, thoughts and prayers go out to yeah. all the families and, and people affected by this. It's just it's an awful, awful tragedy. So fun transition now to, to uh, player of the game. Player of the game, Jake Muzzin. I say again, I think Jake Muzzin has been playing his best hockey the last couple of games. He was my player of the game uh, on Tuesday night. And he's my player of the game again tonight. The goal, uh, preventing a goal, strong defensive being play. being physical. I, I just think he's. I don't know what's happened with Jake Muzzin, but he's certainly upped his game over the last week or two. So I give it to Jake Muzzin. That's two votes. I'll take Jake Muzzin as well. Um, he's played really well, and I think you touched on it of, of him playing, you know, really well over the last week. And uh, it, as you said during the game, Jesse, we <laughs> brought out the 2014-15 offensive-minded Jake Muzzin, and it, it paid off and it paid dividends today. Unfortunately, they weren't able to capitalize on a, a one-goal lead, but um, we're talking about the player of the game, so I'll give it to Jake Muzzin as well. At one point in the game, Jack looked at me and said, since when is Jake Muzzin a two-way like dynamite? Sorry, and I said Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, and he had another chance tonight, too. Yeah. He almost had a second goal yeah. tonight. He had a good shot on net. Yeah. I think it was in the first period. I might be wrong about that, but he had a really good opportunity to have a second goal tonight. So to see him get on the board, get his first goal of the season is nice. Hopefully things start snowballing yeah. for him here. Jesse, you're a player uh, of the I'm game. I'm going to go ahead and, and pull the same trick that I did on the, the last round. I'm going to say Luke Robitaille, player of the game, um, to to go out publicly and say, you know, enough, right? It's not enough for us to just have a moment of silence. Enough is enough. Yeah, it the, is. The, it's time for, for sports teams to – take an active role in the communities that they represent. I mean, this is at some level sports is a, is an entertainment business, but it's way different, right? Like when Titanic comes out, it's not, you know, the Chicago Titanic or the LA Terminator or, you know, the New York jaws, right? It's, it's the LA Kings, you know, even though it is a privately owned company and they can do whatever they want without, without polling all of us that live in LA, it's still right. It's our team. And uh, it's, I think it's, good I know it's a simple word but i think it's good for the team to to do the sort of thing they did tonight and and, and uh, not only that the if you weren't at the game the proceeds from the 50 50 mm-hmm. uh go to the uh ventura and i forget the name of the what are the victims in yeah. ventura and then ontario on sunday they're yeah. going to do the uh 50 50 which is going to go to the same and minnesota foundation. Pr- to their credit participated and and did their part as well so i mean yeah they did stick tap to and and they all wore uh enough stickers on the back of their helmets so if you didn't see that that's another thing it it really is and and it's not not to turn this into a gun control thing or whatever but enough is enough i mean when when do we say you know you'd like these things to start stop happening immediately if we never saw another mass shooting again it'd be you know terrific so i agree i agree with you great job by luke great job by the la king yeah yeah exactly so there's two games left on this homestand two Uh, winnable games no, Toronto without Austin Matthews. Short, no, all right, all right, fair. Bit shorthanded. Yeah, w- what I would like to see uh, out of these two games, um, I will settle for two points. I would like to see three. If it's four, I take back everything I said tonight. <laughs> no, you know what? If they win here, you know, if they win both games. I will I will do what Jack requested and shave out the middle of my beard and just go with the handlebar mustache. I want to see that. So, so they have to win both games. I'll do it if they get three points. Oh, three points even. Okay, I want to see that. Wow. We might have to tell the roster. <laughs> or Willie. I'm pretty sure they yeah, don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter. 
I want to see that. You can tell Patrick O'Neill. He knows who I am, but I'm pretty sure the players don't have any idea who I am. All, all you have to do is send a face picture and say, he will shave the middle of his beard and it'll turn into a handlebar mustache. I'm, keep, I'm keeping people, the sides on going yeah, full mutton chops. Yeah, that's fine. You look like Nate Thompson. You yeah. see Nate Thompson's well, sweet stash tonight for November? That's that's great. Yeah, yeah you man. look just like you guys could be twins. So that's that's it. We gotta. <laughs> I want I want to see three points out of the last two games because if they do, right? Let's say let's say they get three points out of the last uh, two games. Yeah. Then that's my math's real bad. But I believe that's nine out of fourteen. Something like that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'll take that. Right. Because as we've said repeatedly, the rest of the Pacific Division is not. Not that great. No one's running away. With uh, it. It's yeah. a it's a bit of a down. Bit of a yeah, down. Vancouver. Yeah. It, no, Vancouver. but I mean they're yeah, but they're I don't know if you've seen their goal differential. I fully expect them to. Uh, they're yeah. going to come back down to earth. Yeah, and I think Arizona's going up, but that leaves the Sharks. Uh, I believe Arizona. Well, I don't know. Calgary's Calgary and Edmonton both have a goal differential. I, I don't know why I'm suddenly obsessed with goal differential. Well, but it's, it's a good stat. <laughs> I mean, the longer Tells you, you a go, lot. yeah, yeah, right. But but everybody in the Pacific Division besides us, sorry, besides the Kings, uh, is within sort of you know the like almost the margin of error, right? Everybody's like a plus two or a minus three or something, where you go like, okay, they're all basically the same team, right? They're all sort of like, I don't know, are they good? I have no idea. So if the Kings can beat Calgary and and sneak a point out of Toronto or even beat Toronto, I think that tells you a lot, right? Then you'd have four or five wins out of the last six. You'd have a nice little uh, win streak heading into the road trip. And I'd be, you know, wearing dumb facial hair. That would so. be fantastic. <laughs> I'm anxious to see Calgary, as I like to call them, Calgary, uh-huh. if you're Canadian. Uh, I'm anxious to see how that game goes on Saturday night because I'm thinking that could get a little bit heated on Saturday. I don't think we've seen the last of the Matthew Kachuk uh, uh, fallout, Drew Doughty, yeah. the whole silver spoon thing. Uh, I, I want to see. I think that game's going to be heated. I think it's going to be intense on Saturday, and I, th- I think, I think that's going to be a barn burner. I would, I would like very much like to see the Kings blow Calgary's doors off. I don't know if that's going to happen, but I I, either, I'd like to see but that. I'd as like well. to see it. Well, I think also on Calgary's end, they're probably licking their chops too. I mean, mm-hmm. they've always been behind the Kings, relatively speaking, for quite a while now, and maybe they think they're seeing the things switch around a little bit so it'll be interesting to see if the kings well i think what's very important is to see that first period you know the, the kings came out today and played an extremely good uh and productive first period where you look at a division rivalry where this is another four point swing game now we're in november but every point matters uh so it, this is it's it's a key game because it's you know another step in desjardins or something along those lines. I don't want to butcher it. Um, it, It's, you know, a step in his, you know, tenure. It'll be interesting to see um, how the guys respond following the first loss with him under uh, oath. And uh, at the same time, uh, Calgary's been up and down. They started hot. They're not as great anymore, Uh, but they've got an opportunity as well. So um, I think the Kings will be good though. It'll be interesting uh, I'm blabbering now, so I apologize. But I'm just focused uh, on you saying that the flames started hot because they're flames. Oh, the pun. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'll sign autographs later. Uh, <laughs> so you know, it, it'll be a really good game, and the Kings are much more competitive. They look like they want to be here. They look like they're not out of any game. Uh, so I'm much happier, unlike you, Jesse, who thinks this is worse <laughs> than Philadelphia. Uh, but at the same time, 
you know, the Kings are in the right direction, even though they got zero points tonight. I want to see them shoot the puck more. And that's that's my last thought. Well, I think we all do. Yeah. Especially on the power play. Yeah. Yeah. But 28 shots on Minnesota. It's a pretty good night. Yeah. I feel like 32 would have gotten the job done. Four more shots would have yeah. been the difference. Yeah. Huh? Well, well-timed, well-placed. You know, <laughs> yeah. That shot where Kopitar passed it up, the two times where Kopitar passed the shot up right in the slot. You know. Yeah. He's your captain. He's your highest paid forward. He's your game breaker. Go on, break me some games, Kopi. When's when's the last time Kopi scored? Not that long ago, didn't he Feels get like one? Been... No, he had that ridiculous. That oh yeah, huge the fist, the big fist bump. Yeah, yeah, that's was right. that against that's Columbus? Right. I think. First goal of the game. The first goal of the season. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, he scored against uh, Winnipeg and San Jose. He had two, like in the first two or three games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I mean he's not. He hasn't been invisible. He's just, you know, come on, man. Well, you just want to see him shoot the puck. Yeah, more. I just want yeah. to shoot him. Put yeah, good, good things happen That's when you put the puck in the net, Jesse. Anyway, we will be back on Saturday night, uh, hockey night in Los Angeles, and hockey night in Canada. Seven p.m. Uh, puck drop, double dip, and uh, yeah, seven p.m. Seven p.m. Jack, you better be here on time, and leave the Minnesota jersey at home next time, okay? <laughs> hey, you've—I'm pretty sure you're wearing a Stanley Cup ring, so yeah. Well, that is true. Dave Joseph is wearing his Stanley Cup ring. They pay the bills. <laughs> they pay the bills. You know what I'm saying? Not my bills. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, also another Touché. thing we should mention: um, uh, Jersey and reveal night, eleven sixteen eighteen, which is which is also Triple Crown Day. Everybody, Triple Crown Day. That's right, eleven sixteen eighteen. Look at that, Simmer, Charlie Simmer, Simmer Dion, Dion and Taylor. Taylor. There you go. So, hashtag Triple Crown Day. And oh, by the way, on this date in nineteen ninety, do you know what happened? I don't. On this date in nineteen ninety, speaking of the Triple Crown line. Uh huh. Marcel, Di- yeah, I know you weren't alive, Jack, <laughs> youngster. On this day in 1980, uh-huh. uh, 90, sorry, uh, yeah. Marcel Dion's jersey oh. retired well, there by go. the LA Kings. There, there you, you go. go. This is from the uh, manager of alumni relations Perfect. for your LA Kings. Perfect. So there you go. Yeah. So Kings fans, uh, we'll be talking a little bit more about it on Saturday, uh, but Triple Crown Day coming up. Get your jerseys out. Get your car flags out. It's a day for Kings fans to celebrate the Kings. And can I just say, on the 16th, uh-huh. Jesse, be at Team LA when That's the right. third jersey is unveiled. That's right. 9 a.m., Hall of Fame goaltender Rogie Vachon mm-hmm. will be at Staples Center signing autographs, along with former Kings forward Kyle Calder, affectionately known as Grease. Yep. 9 to 10, they'll be signing autographs. And then 11 to 12, bringing back a special guest to sign autographs. Former Kings defenseman, Harpo, Mark Hardy, 11 to 12. You want to get some good autographs from your Kings alumni? That's the time to do it. Friday, November 16th, 9 to 10 and 11 to 12. And you get to see the third jersey unveiled. So there you go. I realized I was trying to wrap this up. But do you know the story? I think you were there that night. The story the night that Kyle Calder revealed the story of how he reached the NHL. No. it's. I mean, honestly, it's a movie. A scout was driving through his town. Uh, His car broke down. Calder's dad's a mechanic, says to the guy, it's going to take four or five hours for me to fix what's wrong with your car. And the scout says to him, is there anywhere I can catch a game while I'm waiting, you know, or something like that? And Calder's dad says, well, my kid and his buddies are playing, you know, on a pond down, you know, down the road. This scout goes (laughs) literally waiting for his car to be fixed in rural, you know, whatever, Nova Scotia, where (laughs) apologies to Kyle Calder's family. I don't remember what (laughs) province they're from. But anyway, the scout pegs Calder, gives him an invite to go play in juniors, and 
boom, boom, boom. And he had he a winds, long heralded NHL winds career. Winds up in the NHL yeah, career. Look at that. It's crazy. Played it's, for the LA Kings. Doc Hollywood only. Uh, I love it. Only with hockey. I love it. One of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. Absolutely. So absolutely. Come and say hello. Check out that third jersey. Friday, November 16th. Game watch later that day. Game at, watch later that day at the Impact uh, Inside Staples Sports Center. Bar and Grill inside Staples Center, 530. The Kings on Triple Grande. On Triple Grande. And, and if that wasn't enough, Mark Hardy will be doing a double dip that day, signing autographs from 530 to 630 at the watch party. My so goodness. be there. If you want to meet Harpo, one of the best guys of all time. You got to come and see him. Look, I don't want to get crazy, but and I'll be there too. I don't want to. I don't want to throw that in because it'll probably shoot people away. But I'll be there as well for the whole day. If so you're yeah. not there, you're pro- you're probably not really a Kings fan. You're probably not. Actually, we shouldn't say because it's like the bar only holds 150 people. Well, you better so, pack it so. and buy a lot of beer and yeah. food. And yeah, maybe it's great. It's going to be a great time. Uh, no, but you should come. You should absolutely, absolutely. Come. Anyway, and will you be there, Jesse? I will probably be there. You should. You really should. <laughs> I know you want a Mark Hardy people. autograph. I do want a Mark. Well, there you go. I can make that happen. But anyway. For Jack Jablonski and Dave Joseph, my name is Jesse Cohen. Thanks for listening, Kings fans. We will talk to you soon.